Alright, hello, welcome to Uga Buka, the podcast where I try to read as many books as I can for a year. My name is Will, join me in my journey from caveman to someone with just a little bit more insight. Let's get it. Alright, so our first book here is going to be How to Take Smart Notes, One Simple Technique to Boost Writing, Learning, and Thinking for Students, Academics, and Nonfiction Book Writers by Sonki Ahrens. Whew, quite the title. Sonki Ahrens takes us in and gives us a tour of a way of note-taking popularized by Nicholas Luhmann, the, the mad lad who started all of this. Luhmann was a sociologist and churned out 58 books and hundreds of articles in just 30 years. This man was writing books like he was tweeting. Insane. He did all of this through this thing he called the Slipbox or Zettelkasten. Now, that title might be familiar to you because if you've watched literally any productivity content creator ever, they've probably mentioned Zettelkasten at least once. Which is why I wanted to read this book. With so many videos and takes on this secret technique and endless people gassing our boy Nicholas, I had to check it out. So I thought this would be a great book to start with, maybe, you know, helping me out taking notes for all the other books. Now, having heard of this book before, I had some questions coming into it at first. So one question I had was obviously, what is Zettelkasten? What makes it so special? And of course, is there some kind of hidden writing jutsu to writing notes that the rest of us aren't getting taught in school? Apart from my perspective, why is this relevant? Why is this book relevant? Why would you want to read this? Why would trying to get better at taking notes be important? Because everybody writes. Arendt makes it quite clear. While you might not be a book writer or a scientist working in academic research, everyone has ideas and things that they learn that they want to use somewhere else. You might have ideas you want to use in your relationships or your latest project at work or maybe to kickstart a business idea of yours. Getting better at taking notes helps you be a better learner and eventually better at whatever it is you do. All right, so I'm splitting this book review podcast into two parts. So the first part is just going to be my takes on the book, my review of it, and things like that. The second part is going to be a bit of a spoiler and kind of a summary of the book if you're too busy to read. All right, getting into the book. The book is great. It's, it's no wonder that all of these productivity YouTubers and content creators have covered this book because it's a great book and a great technique proposed by Nicholas Luhmann. So how to take smart notes centers around note-taking, but it makes it clear to emphasize that note-taking is only part of the learning and writing process. To have a clear structure, good environment, good habits, and a good external structure to think in is key for getting your thoughts out there properly. So a lot of what's in the book extends, like I said, to not just notes and writing, but also to productivity, project management, and life. Arendt makes the book very simple to follow and easy to read. Great for idiots like me. And one thing that I really loved about the book was that it made a use of a lot of studies and literature, especially when making claims about certain behaviors and statistics. I love that. So obviously that doesn't mean everything is going to be true in any book that you read or any article that you read, even if it's cited, you have to check your sources. But of course, having those, having those citations easily available makes it very easy to do so. 
While the book doesn't use any complicated terminology or overcomplicate anything, the book can be quite confusing at times, especially when you yourself are just getting to know slip boxing and this is your first experience hearing about it. So if you're looking for a step-by-step -step for how to do Zettelkasten or slip boxing, this might not be the book for you. I would argue though that this is a little better because with all productivity, you know, hacks and methods, most of these things are frameworks, you know, stuff to build on rather than rigid rules that everyone has to follow to be productive. Now, another, I guess, minor criticism I have of the book is that Ahrens basically spends the entire book gassing up the method. So it doesn't really go into depth on how to keep the note-taking going or how to maintain your slip box. The book is majorly a introduction and kind of a big overhead view of how to do Zettelkasten. So the book can be quite vague, especially when it comes to certain topics. It definitely won't guide you through the definite rules of slipboxing, like step one, step two, as uh, there aren't really any to begin with. Uh, slipboxing, as we'll discover in the summary, it's more of a concept that you should integrate and adjust for your own workflow and personality. All right, welcome to the summary part of the podcast. So if you want to read the book or you want to read along, stop, take a look at the book first. But uh, if you want to listen, spoiler alert, of course. So let's get into it. So first, of course, we have to tackle the, the main topic of the book, which is what is slipboxing? And I'll give you an easy to understand version. So uh, we can start off by saying that most people take notes either by highlighting writing notes on the margins, underlining, uh, flashcards, things like that, among many others. Most of our education is structured like this and encourages this, where we go through topics in a linear fashion and recall everything in a test, leading to the way we learn and study. And again, like I said, reinforcing this kind of learning. But have you ever studied really hard for a test only to forget the information right after the exam? I know I have. So Arendt argues that if we take notes like this and eventually never come back to the notes to use them in other situations and other contexts, it's as if we never read at all. Think about all the ideas and notes you've taken that are just sitting in your house, sitting in your backpack, sitting in your notebooks, somewhere forgotten. While I won't go too into depth of how to use the slip box, essentially it's uh, a big set of notes. Well, big surprise. Every time you have an idea or come across something worth keeping, you write it down on a piece of paper and link the new information to old notes in your collection. This gives you the objective of having the new note answer questions or extend information about a certain topic in your collection of notes. The slip box and this way of taking notes allows your ideas to mingle and ideas from different disciplines to interact. A good example of this might be a note you took down about uh, an interesting social behavior from your class in sociology, which may be the key to understanding a typical behavior of communities in public health. While Nicholas Luhmann used paper for his notes, we have the great blessing of being able to use technology to create our digital slip boxes. Now next, we can tackle why you would want a slip box. We learn things to share with other people and to use in our own lives. If we don't use those notes for anything, then they're effectively useless. We have a lot of ideas, but not all of them are good or important enough to hold on forever. 
the slip box can somewhat help with this. Ideas that may seem good in the moment, in the future may not develop or have many links to them from other notes. Maybe because you weren't uh, all that interested in it, something more relevant came up or the idea just wasn't that good in the first place. This is more up to you really. As a system that you manage, it's gonna be true that garbage in, garbage out. Be selective and choose the ideas that you think really matter or are really interesting to you or will be really helpful to you in the future. So this helps you not overwhelm your notes. Another reason why you would want to use slipboxing is because our brains are weak. They kind of suck and are only good for thinking in the moment. The slipbox helps you outsource the task of keeping information, leaving your brain the freedom to just be creative. It's kind of like a hard drive for your thoughts and curiosities. You can work on it a bit and leave it and then pick up where you left off when you're back on the same topic. The slipbox is basically a recording of all of your trains of thoughts, recording the questions that you have, all with the supporting evidence, counter arguments, and all. As you read the book, it becomes very clear that Arens uses the same methodology to write his book, which he does mention in the last part of the book, as the book reads essentially as one very long train of thought. So what might be some specific situations or examples of when you would want to use the slipbox? So if you're a writer writing a book or maybe even just a college essay, this book is a good read. If you've ever tried to write anything, you'll know the feeling of looking at a blank document and not knowing where to start. Arendt believes that you never really start with a blank page and puts forth a good use for your notes in making writing less intimidating. He mentions that a finished piece is nothing more than a revision of a first draft. And what's a first draft but not an outline that's expanded? And an outline expanded is just a bunch of notes strung together. And where do you get your notes? Well, you've already been collecting them. Now, what if you're not writing? If you're just trying to learn or maybe be creative? Insight and creativity, as we know, can't be planned or taught. But we can encourage it through making our workflows and environments conducive. Aaron says, to really understand something is to constantly revise our initial interpretation. This means to find connections and how the ideas integrate with each other. We can combine ideas from two very different places with a slipbox. Learning isn't just remembering isolated facts, but the ability to connect the ideas to old information, which the slipbox lets us do through the links we put in each note to other notes. Think of it as making your own web of notes. This poses understanding as the core of learning. Sometimes uh, we can catch ourselves saying, I know, I know, and this might be a sign that you don't know, <laughs> or you do know, but maybe you don't understand. This I know I know objection may be objection to new ways to perceive old information, and actually us sticking to our original interpretations of the information. Arendt also poses forgetting as essential to learning. We need to be able to abstract and look at the bigger picture, Arendt says. And to do that, we have to generalize things, leaving the small details not in our heads, but in our notes for when we need them again. Now, this is something that I came to realize reading the book, is that our job is not to remember what all the pieces look like, but our job as creatives, as writers, as students, is to figure out how all the pieces fit together. 
Additionally, you might want to slip box or maybe you're listening to this because you dream of having an instant aha moment. You know, if only I could come up instantly with a solution for world hunger type of questions in our heads. And the book raises a good point about this. These instant aha moments are often the result of trying everything else in the book and often have people who have been thinking of the problem from every possible angle. The slip box lets you have that, tackling problems from all angles and keeping records of where and what solutions to the problem you've already tried. The slip box isn't a big notebook, just to recall, but a chance for notes to mingle and make new ideas through encouraging connections. So if you're studying for something like a test, like the cardiovascular system, slip boxing might not be the best approach. But if you want to understand in the long term how the cardiovascular system works and how maybe this connects to the pharmacological activities of drugs like alpha-1 blockers, then slip boxing is pretty good. Now, the book also extends into areas outside note-taking. Again, like I said, while notes are the center point of the book, while we can take the best notes of our lives, it doesn't really help if everything else is ass. First comes a good mindset. We should always have a good growth mindset. We have to welcome feedback, good or bad, to grow. Now, this doesn't mean just hearing feedback, but using it. Sometimes we can be afraid of feedback because it might mess up our image or mess up what other people think of us. Timely, recent feedback allows us to grow and change quickly, which the slipbox encourages. It's kind of like agile processes, if you're familiar. Now, mindset is one half of the equation, but what's the other? Good workflow. Slipboxing allows us to kind of go with the flow in our ideas, research the things we want, learn about the things we need to, and come back to the points we made before easily. With any productivity system, it's important that you keep it simple. Otherwise, it becomes just another thing to manage. And that's it. That's the summary of the book. The Lumen way of taking notes, uh, I agree, will probably not be for everyone. But it presents a very good simple system that can be used when writing, particularly for academic papers. Your collection of notes becomes somewhat like an investment, a growing collection of notes and ideas for when you need it. Maybe, let's say, for your bachelor's or graduate thesis, for example. Overall, the slip box is a simple way to promote the formation of ideas. I'll quote Arendt to end the summary. Read with a pen in your hand, take smart notes, and make connections between them. Ideas will come by themselves and your writing will develop from there. There's no need to start from scratch. Keep doing what you would do anyway. Read, think, write. Just take smart notes along the way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Uga Buka. I hope this review and summary was helpful to you. If you'd like to read along, next week's book will be The Upstream Doctors by Rishi Manchanda.